And then there's a guy like Jeff Shadell. And Jeff, you're all over the Browns. You're all over the Cavs. You're all over the Guardians. You're doing high school. You name it, you're covering it. Well done, sir. How are you? Well, thank you for that introduction. I'm doing well. How are you guys? Oh, you got a cold? Oh, the man for all seasons has a seasonal cold. Yes, he does. Yes, yes he does. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. All right, good. All right. Uh, <laughs> you tell us. Let's start. Well, let's start with the Cavs. All right? Let's start with the Cavs here. You so, know what? I, I was thinking about this. Yeah. Uh, think about this. This is the first year in, in the non-LeBron years that – People expect the Cavaliers to do anything. Wouldn't you? Would you agree with that? Totally last, agree with that. Agree. Last, yeah. And how are they handling that? I, um, I was not at practice yesterday, but uh, JB Bickerstaff said that he doesn't like the negativity surrounding his team. And I thought that was an odd thing for a coach to say. So does that? What do you think about that? Does that? Are these guys sensitive to any kind of criticism? I think that, yeah, I, when I heard that they yesterday, should, I was they like. They should go to Berea. Why is he? <laughs> That's like, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, why, <laughs> why, does, why would he worry about the negativity around the outside? He needs to control what he can control and keep his guys positive and his coaching staff positive. Well, the and, outside, everybody tells you, we don't listen to the outside. I, really? I, to me, when he said that yesterday, I'm like, oh, man, he's either – He's on social media, or he's listening to talk radio a little bit, just because. Which we appreciate. Thanks, yeah, I, I just don't think. I, I mean, that comment that he made, and then the the fact that he felt that he needed to defend his young team by throwing out stats and where they were. I was like, why do you have to do that? You don't have to just go out and play, win some games. You know, you win two or three games in the final minute that maybe you've lost over the last month, and all that goes away. No one's saying a word. Yeah. You're right. And, Andy, I heard you say, I'm not sure it was yesterday or the day before, that a lot of these games look the same. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. I mean, when they are 23 and 21 over the last 44 games. So that's more than half a season. I mean, they're 500 just about after that 8-1 and one start. Right. And, and so I don't really care if they're uh, – leading the league in defense, and he said they're 11th in offense. When he was uh, throwing out those stats that you were talking about. So, I mean, if, if that's the case, maybe it should be more than a 500 team in 44 games. Jeff Shadell joining us. The one thing about this team, Jeff, Donovan Mitchell, I think, I, I think, puts them in a little different place than a lot of folks expect them to be. And I, I think we might have to adjust our mindset, uh, though. I, and I just told Andy, I, I want to see them win as many regular season games as possible because I think home court would mean more to them than to the teams they're trying to chase right now. But in theory here, and it is theory, Donovan Mitchell is what you want to make a deep playoff run or to try to make a deep playoff run. Teams with superstar players tend to do well in the playoffs. And he is the Cavs superstar player. Now, can he respond in the playoffs? Can he carry the team? Does he have to carry the team? I don't know. But I think this team is geared a little bit more with a thought in mind of when we get to the playoffs, we have a better chance to go a little deeper. And and I think that's the mindset. I'm not sure about that, but I kind of I kind of feel that's the way this team has been put together. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Now, I'm not sure that he... Um... How deep did Utah go in the playoffs with him? 
They were in the playoffs every year, Jeff. They got eliminated in the first round. I believe it's in three of the five years that he was there. Okay, well, maybe he's got more talent around him now. I do think the Cavs are a little better team than what he had in Utah, although Utah had some real talent, and Quinn Snyder was a hell of a coach. Um, So now the trade deadline, what do you think happens there? I I, I think, you know, the conversation we had the other day about if you're going to get rid of somebody, what are you replacing them with? Right. And are you upgrading? Are you going to lose? You know, like, say you get rid of Okoro. Do you want to lose that defensive you know, edge you've got, or I, you know, I, I, there are plenty of players that can give you things. You just what? What's the the magic elixir on this thing? And I don't know that there is one. That's the I think that's the hardest part. I mean, we you can look and say, okay, this guy is a definite guy that can come in and help, but at what price and what are you going to give up for it? That's why I think this is kind of a tricky trade deadline for them because, you know, I, I, how much better can they get and what are they going to give up? And it's and I, I don't know. It's just it's odd. But then you know as well as I do and Jeff do that, that Jeff does that, you know, this isn't an organization that likes to stand pat. So I wonder what they're going to do. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, last year when they um, got Karis LeVert at yeah. the deadline, they really didn't give up um, much at all. I mean, they, they traded Ricky Rubio, who was hurt, and of course they got him back. Well, but, and the number one, though, that's going out this year. Right, right. Um, but – you know, that they, I agree with what you're saying, Andy, that they really, if they make it, I guess when I said what I did, Jeff, I meant they didn't disrupt anything on, the, exactly on, right, that, Jeff. on yeah. that roster yeah. last year. And they would have to do that this year. I wonder where it goes. And my, my, my question is, how creative can Kobe Altman be in trying to bring a piece in here, Jeff? I, I don't know. You know, he's traded – Traded all the first-round draft picks and pick swaps to to Utah, and you know gave up a couple of players who I think can help you. And I I wonder if you want to hang on to Kevin Love if you're willing to trade that expiring contract. I just you know can you find the right guy for a couple of second-round picks? Maybe they maybe they can. I just think you know the big trade chips don't exist for the Cavaliers, and, and if you trade something off the roster, then you're going to have to replace something off the roster. Right, right. So, in, yeah, in addition, to, yeah, in addition to what you're adding in a trade. Well, now, suppose and I heard you mention this too, Jeff, that the Cavs have the second easiest schedule down the stretch. So, I suppose that's a good sign. But, um, but I don't know. It's, I mean, it's fascinating. And tonight, Memphis, well, Morant played. I don't know. They they played last night and lost. So, um, even their home court record as good as it is they've lost a couple of games at home here recently that they probably should have won um miami the other night a couple of nights ago and golden state when they came here with half a team so they're not a finished product for sure and and, and jb bickerstaff keeps saying that um but it's going to be a lot an interesting 30 games i think Jeff, let me switch gears to you because I want to talk some football with you too before we go. When you okay. heard that the Browns landed Jim Schwartz as defensive coordinator, what did you think and how much can he help this defense? Because I think we all know that that's, that's something that has to get fixed for next year. Well, I think he really can bring a fresh attitude to it. He's a detailed guy, and I'm not sure the Browns defensively were detail-oriented last year or um, last couple of years. So I think that he's going to help there. 
But well, when you look at the Eagles, they had 70 sacks. And that's why the, that's a reason they're in the Super Bowl. So they have to improve that pass rush for sure. They cannot, and I think he's uh, he's wise enough to uh, Schwartz's to fix those communication problems. Um, I'm surprised that so far there have been no changes on that defensive staff, the assistants. Uh, I still think there might be some changes um, before everything settles down, but I think those are two things. But um, also when you look at the teams that were in a, in a championship game, the Browns have to get better at wide receiver. And I've heard you guys talk about that often, and I agree. They need someone that can stretch that field. Jeff, how do they fix defensive tackle? It can't come from within anymore, can it? I, I don't, no. I don't think you no. can roll the, can't roll those dice. I mean, I, I, I asked uh, Andrew Barry before the draft. We have that yearly thing where he says nothing, but um, – I said, don't you have to get better at defensive tackle? I said, oh, we like the guys we have here. And I, I think they really, really overestimated the, the people they had. When they had the two Maliks in 2021, they, they were certainly serviceable. They were, they were better than what they had last year. Agreed. And then when you lose, you don't have very good defensive tackles. You lose Anthony Walker and then... Jacob Phillips and Taki Taki and everybody else, you're going to get gashed. And that's what happened. And they, they had no answer for that all season long. So they have to find a way to, to fix that for sure. And how they do it, I don't know. They don't have a first round pick. So, and you know, you're not going to get great defensive tackles in a trade. So that's, that's going to be the puzzle for the off season for sure. Jeff, when you know, when you try to figure out parts of this team and and how they can get better, I, I just like I think about all the issues that we saw towards the end of the season and trying to to bring those all in, and then trying to figure out how you can't or how you overcome being on the hot seat um, next year as a coaching staff. Like how how um, I'm trying to find the right words here. How how hot is that seat walking into next season, and how do they get off the hot seat? How does Kevin get off the hot seat early next season? Well, this off season, how they develop things with Deshaun Watson, that's going to be the key to how they get off to a good start. Uh, Watson said that he's staying in town. I cannot believe that he's <laughs> he's got a home in Florida and one in Houston. I can't believe he's here when it's Ten degrees out, but um, we we love it, Jeff. Come on, yeah, that's right. <laughs> if that story gets out that he's here in town while it's ten degrees, he's like that. That fan, I love it. I mean, I think fans love that too, knowing that if he wants to get his work in, he wants to get it in here while he's in Cleveland. I mean, that's a that that's a you know, a, wow, man, this guy really is one of us, kind of things for whatever yeah, that's I mean, worth. I know, people and, and, and well, no, I agree with that, Andy. And and he said though, when the last time we talked to him, that he's staying here. Uh, in, in the off season, and now there's a limit, of course, to what he can do because of the CBA. But um, there's there's way they they certainly can't 
prevent him from studying or anything like that. So, um, you know, if he is still here, more power to him. And I think uh, I, he's got, he has to be better than he was uh, in those six games. I'm certain that he will be with an off season and a training camp without the distractions of the uh, suspension and everything. So um, obviously he is the key to the Browns being better. The Sean Watson has to play like they expect him to. Alka Seltzer cold plus Jeff. That yeah, is good stuff. Good. I've taken that. Hey, you know what? Wait, wait, one more thing. Sure. How, how can Huntley be in the in the Pro Bowl? <laughs> right. I mean, why get ask? Uh, put a, should, I mean, should have put Deshaun in there. Seriously, he, had, he was better. Or Jacoby. Or Jacoby. Jacoby Brissett had a better season than he or did. Or Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Hey, remember where you are, Jeff. Hang on a second. We're in Cleveland. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. one of you guys. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Andy almost threw two touchdown passes this year. I watched a couple touchdown passes this year, so it was fun. <laughs> I mean, I, I visually, I should, be in, I should be a pro bowler. Jeff, go get healthy. All right. Thanks, guys. Feel See better, you, Jeff. Jeff Shadell, News Herald, joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler. A man for all seasons. He Jeep covers Dodge, everything. Ram. Everything. Hotline. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.